going on? You know when you hear the banjos and it's Saturday night. That means round four showdown is upon us. And I swear to you, it is the biggest edge out there because Donkey Dicks do will never understand how to play it. For as many of you that may listen to this, just know there's like a hundred more, a hundred times more that don't listen to this. Okay, so let's enjoy the edge. Let's go get some money tomorrow. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate75. I'm a PGA DFS content creator who has been doing this at a very successful level for a long time, and I'm here to help you not suck so bad at it. I'm not going to give you a single pick, and I'm only going to help you learn how to play the game. If you want me to, if you want me to give you my top five plays, and you want me to sit here and just be a boring talking head, you've come to the wrong show. You should probably fuck off now. But if you like the cut of my jib, I highly encourage you to come check out the schedule. We do this every Friday and Saturday night for round three and round four showdown, and then of course we do the live stream. Every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Lord's time zone for all of us that play week long, aka kicking the nuts. Okay. However, on that note, I better lead. Don't forget this week is the Dell match play. Please listen to me. It is the best contest of the year to play on DraftKings. Something like 40% of people will make their lineups just completely unoptimally. Okay. And so, like, if you can just get a good player pull, it doesn't mean you're gonna win. Okay. It just it just means like if you you're gonna have a better chance at winning next week at week long than you ever will. And I've already talked to my host. There is no showdown next week. So hammer the week long, okay? I will walk you through the whole thing, but you got to be here Tuesday, not Wednesday. We can't do it fucking Wednesday. Two problems with that. The tournament will have already started, and me and my crew are rolling down to Austin, so I wouldn't even be there. So be here Tuesday night, 7 p.m., Lord's Time Zone. That's Central, new guy. And watch the live stream. I will help you not make the pro- the same mistakes that everybody makes at the Dell match play. And uh, it's honestly, it's an awesome event. So be there. Be there. If you're here uh, for price picks, don't worry, bud. I got you at the end of this video. Uh, uh, just wait around till the end. Also, if you want to know some guys who are historically round four scores, I'll also have that. But let's get over here to my favorite site called cut sweat you see that little code right there hold on it's right here degenerate 75 all caps will get you half off your first month i told you yesterday that week long was over i had no six of sixes kicking the nuts gets me again why do i play it i don't know but then you know what this is what's cool you come over here and they run simulations for the contest and in the 88 dollar contest you can go look at the simulated results you go put in your name and you see look modest 75 even though this lineup's a five of six it hasn't updated the holes remaining but even as a five of six it was saying i had a 1.76 percent chance of winning which is you know last time i checked a lot better than zero bob so that's like what is that like one in 55 chance that I could still win this tournament? Shit, I'll take that. So let's go. Even though it's a five of six, uh, I've had a five of six win a GPP before. Matter of fact, that's how I got my ticket into the Fantasy Golf World Championship was a five of six. And then today, I, the lineup did very good. If you didn't see that lineup there, it was uh, the lineup's pretty pretty good. It uh, has, I mean, the key is going to be Matt Wallace tomorrow, right? No one has Matt Wallace up there. So if he like rallies and has a big day tomorrow or by some miracle wins this tournament, I think I'd have a real shot of winning some Fantasy Golf World Championship tickets. Maybe the, 88, uh, the $88 one. We'll see. Who knows? But what I do know is I bet that he'll have new simulations out tonight, and I bet I'll be something like 3 to 5% to win it. And if that doesn't seem like a lot to you, well, let me just say this. If I told you you had a 1 in 5 chance, at, or a, a 1 in 20 chance at winning $50,000, you wouldn't be fucking stoked? I bet you would. I bet you would. Am I going to do it? I mean, with a 5 of 6, it's not very likely. But you know what? This is Ted Lasso, baby. I choose to believe. So we're going to go out there. Matt Wallace is going to go be a hero for me one time. One time. Just like Matthew Wolf did whenever I won with the 5 of 6 before. This is Cut Sweats. It is so cool. I can't wait to see the simulated results tonight and see if I how real my sweat is going to be tomorrow. If you're interested and you want to see your lineups, you just go plug in that code right there. Degenerate75. All caps. Half off your first month. All right, let's talk about how the course played today. It played uh, about the same as yesterday, about a half a shot over par. Uh, here's what's telling 
is uh, the morning actually played a, almost a half a shot more difficult than the afternoon. But I got to just tell you, watching with my own eyeballs, I have a pretty good theory why this is. It's pretty simple. The guys in the afternoon will keep grinding for their rounds, whereas the guys in the morning who got off to a slow start, they said, fuck it, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm out like a fat kid in dodgeball. And uh, who was that? Who I, I had a guy today, and I'm like, that uh, James Hahn. James Hahn can quit on a round like nobody. Okay, you see that guy in the rough off the tee, you might as well just chalk him in for a bogey because he ain't going to grind once he gets going sideways. Anyways, so my theory is, is that the scoring, I just watching it with my eyes, the winds were lighter in the morning and the course was softer. No shit. Okay, so the scoring was easier out there. There was just more blow up rounds in, in the morning than there was in the afternoon. So that's what affected the scoring average. I think that is an important thing to note for tomorrow because there is not going to be any rain. That rain that we were expecting yesterday when the new uh, when the new projections came out around eight o'clock, they, they, they just showed no rain was coming and there's not going to be any rain. So it appears by tomorrow. So this course is still going to be hard and crusty and there's going to be winds again tomorrow. And I think you're going to want to have a couple guys in your lineup that are going out early and who go attack pins tomorrow tomorrow that's my that's my theory if you want to go play six guys in the top 10 and enter a lineup that's dead before the tournament even starts you go right on the fuck ahead we need people to pay the rake i'm just trying to help you not do that brother all right let's get over to contest selection DraftKings. uh they they, they they didn't do very good at round two but they made up for it by doing even shittier in round three but you got to give the guys credit every time they set a bar that you don't think they can clear that's any shittier than they've already done they give you round four everybody's favorite round of showdown and they put out these fucking clunkers of contests unbelievable DraftKings. the big 20 dollars is a third to first hate it the big $5 is a third to first. Hate it. They didn't bump up the $44. It's still just $15,000 prize pool as opposed to twenty dollars or $25,000 like they've been doing on Sundays. Hate it. Uh, the $100 and $200 single entry, they bumped up to $20,000, whereas they should at minimum be thirty dollars to $40,000 prize pool. Uh, the five five five. I'm actually decently okay with this. I have a feeling this is what I'm going to end up playing in if I end up even playing at all tomorrow. Uh, but I know that's out of the price range of most of you. So then what are you going to play in? Well, you can never go wrong with my baby. The $10.18 max as always. Check out the $5 single entry, the $12 single entry, the $33 single entry. Um, uh, 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 the $1.20 max. I think I already said that. I can't remember what all I said. Uh, you know, there's just nothing new, right? It's just fucking boring draftings or the 50 cent mini max. If you got 75 bucks, you want to spam some lineups tomorrow, uh, go, go, go toss 150 in that bad boy for 75 bucks. Okay. So contest selection, it, it, we're pretty limited tomorrow. I don't know what they're, I don't know if they're afraid of the NCAA tournament. I don't know if they think that people don't love PGA if it doesn't have big names. We're sweaty tryhards DraftKings. We don't give a shit. We love the format, not the players, you dickheads. Figure it out. <sighs> They're lucky I have a week-long sweat, a.k.a. kicking the nuts. All right, let's talk about the weather tomorrow. Uh, the wind is showing that it is just going to be nice and steady all day tomorrow. It is going to be probably similar to what we saw today. Around 1 or 2 today, you could really see it pick up. It was gusting at over 30 miles an hour. I don't think we're going to see that tomorrow. It looks like it's going to kind of peak at around 25-mile-an-hour uh, gust with a sustained 13 to 14. And the thing I would tell you is it's basically the same the whole damn round, okay? So I, I don't think you're going to catch lighter winds in the morning, but the one thing you will catch in the morning is, of course, a softer course and greens that have not been trampled all over, right? And so because of that, you're probably going to get more opportunities. I'm, hold on. I'm watching Shanks putt here on 18 right now. Yeah, the round's not even over, and I'm recording this. He'll never miss. He's automatic. That's Adam Shank. He made it. Okay, so I think that you're going to have steady wins, but I, you got to think that the course will be most gettable in the morning. That doesn't mean that, like, everybody that plays in the morning will necessarily – oh, wow, was that for birdie? 
Did that guy just make a birdie? Damn you, Adam Shank. All right, now I probably am not in second place anymore in the 88, but that's okay. He'll, he'll fucking fold like a lawn chair tomorrow. All right, so that is the weather for tomorrow, okay? That, 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 that's what I'm drawing from that. Yes, it will be softer in the morning. That's going to make me want to target a few guys in the morning, but I think you're definitely going to want to have some guys probably in the top 30 who can go chase down and maybe back to our top five with like a minus five round tomorrow, okay? I still got to make a lot of lineups tonight. You know how I make them? I do every single one of those lineups. All those winning GPPs and top 10s I keep having are right here on the solver. You can see all my projections come for both uh, uh, week-long kick in the nuts, round one, round two, round three, round four showdown. All my ownership is right here. It will help you make better lineups. It won't magically help you win GPPs. You still have to make a good player pool. You still have to do the research. But once you make that good player pool, this will make the best versions of those. It is the best optimizer out there. I swear by it. And it's not 100 bucks a month. It's not 75 it's not 50. It's 25 bucks a month, man. Are you kidding me? If you're making more than 20 lineups a slate, how you live without this thing, fucking beyond me. Check it out. Make sure to use my landing page. It has the showdown hoedown symbol up there. That's what you have to do to make sure that you get my projections if that's what you want. If not, just go over to the solver. I don't give a shit. Okay, let's talk about the course today. Uh, let's hit refresh. Did Shank really just make a birdie? What a slut. Okay, whatever, whatever. You go play all the Adam Shank you want tomorrow, bruh. Uh, the first thing we're always going to look at is we're going to look at the leaders, which is Adam Shank, okay? Um, uh, 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 actually, before we do that, let's go see what's the cutoff, right? To backdoor something like a top 10, you're going to need to get to probably around minus four, right? So who are guys that could safely get there? I think if you, you could easily play guys at plus one, and they could go have that five on a round tomorrow, and they could backdoor you at top 10. And then that would be the nuts play. Somebody that is T45 or worse will almost certainly be in the optimal, and you have to have them, okay? So uh, th th I, I'm very open to playing guys all the way to plus one. Uh, matter of fact, I would probably even be playing some of these plus two and plus three guys because they're going to be out there when the course is the most gettable. I'm not saying go play all these guys, but I think it would be a good rule to have one of these guys in your lineup because I'm telling you, every week, one of these ass clowns go out, goes out and breaks the slate before anybody in your lineup's even teed off and you're already drawn dead. So, you know, if you think that Justin Rose finally figures it out, well, go get him. Mav McNeely, Grayson Sig, whoever it is. I think you need to be warm to having, uh, uh, you know, at least a few of these guys in your player pool. From there, I think you want to look at the top 10. If you don't know, new guy. You get position points in round four. And yes, it needs to be factored in. But if you're saying, I've got to play Shank, he gets 13 points. No, Adam Shank gets 13 points if he finishes there. And I will go ahead and bet you a large sum of money, Adam Shank ain't going to win this damn tournament, bro. Okay, I, you know I say that. I need him to fuck off, so he probably will win. I'm the, I'm the mush, the anti-mush for, I don't know. Anyways, so... If you're just wanting to play guys in the top 10, basically Matt Wallace, the minus five guys in cutoff, you got to think could win. But honestly, I don't even think it's crazy that the minus three guys could rally to win. What is that? Only five strokes off of Adam Shank. We really think Adam Shank's going to run away and hide. Get the fuck out of here. Tell him, Polly. So I, I'm pretty warm to playing these guys. I think that these guys, in the, it, it, certainly in the, the minus four guys at, at T10 right now, I think they're very live to still win this tournament, right? You're telling me you can't see a guy like Davis Riley or JT Poston going and shooting a, a four under tomorrow while everybody else spins their wheels. They get into the house early and everybody uh, uh, chokes down the stretch. I think that's a real thing. So I think you want to have a player pool that probably has at least you know five or six of these guys that are T10 or up. And I think you want to have a rule for your lineups that your lineup contains at least two of these guys. 
guys, right? And I would also set a rule that no more than four. My lineup last week that won, me and, let me rephrase that, me and Cody's lineup who won the big contest last week, well, we got third in the big $20, we won the $10. That lineup had one guy in the top 10 that started in the top 10. That was Scotty Scheffler. The rest were all chargers, guys who charged up the leaderboard. The guy who won the big $20 and duped himself, he only started with two guys in the top 10, Hovland and Hoagie. So that shows you right there that the people who were winning the big money last week were not just playing a bunch of guys in the top 10. And this course is a very comparable to what we saw last week. There's going to be some Sunday scoring, but I would not expect a ton. So that is an important thing to remember. You're going to want some top 10 guys in your lineup. But if you have more than, if you have five or six of them in your lineup, just know you're fuck, you're a rate payer. You'll never win a GPP like that. I promise you won't. I promise you won't. Okay. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, uh, how many guys do I want from the top? From there, the next thing I want to see is who killed this course today. Patton Gazire shot a four under bogey free round. Andy has a stupid mustache. You got to play him tomorrow. He could never do bad. He's amazing. Or he could. You go ahead and play Patton Gazire. Webb Simpson, what do you have? 58 birdies today. Got to play him. Webb Simpson's on fire. He's a great player. He could never do bad tomorrow. Go play him. Chad Ramey, noted. <laughs> incredible player definitely go play chad ramey i mean like literally none of these guys am i even giving a thought to like i just get the fuck out of here they're not even good players and you're gonna pay an ownership premium because they're coming off a warm round they're all in the top 20 see ya see ya bye see ya bye those guys at least half of those guys are gonna melt down and the other half are just gonna spin their wheels and maybe one of them goes off but like now you got to pick the right one out of all those slab dicks good luck to you brother who had a really shitty round, right? Actually, you know what? Let's look at that different. Let's go look at total scores, and let's see who kind of just spun their wheels today. Davis Riley won over. He was terrible today, man. I can't play him. He could never do good. Or he could. Uh, Steven Yeager spun his wheels today. Guy sucks. He could never do good. Or he could. <sighs> There's a lot of these guys that just really spun their wheels today. Alex Smalley. Lucas Glover. Okay, I don't know if I want to play Lucas Glover or Rory Sabatini, but being on Aang. Marty Doe. Okay, Marty Doe kind of sucks. Kramer, wait, Kramer Hickok sucked today after he was a god for two days? I'm fucking shocked. I am shocked that Kramer Hickok shit the bed today. Shocked. Uh, let's see. Uh, who else? I mean, th these are just some guys. Denny McCarthy, Gary Woodland. These are guys that just spun their wheels today, are very good bounce-back candidates tomorrow, okay? So, uh, am I telling you to play all those guys? No, but don't just not play them because they're coming off of a bad round. That is noob city. And remember this one thing. If you, you want to have the winner, because you do get those 13 bonus points, but let's say you go pick Wyndham Clark and he moves up and wins this tournament, right? The guy that gets second only gets, I believe it's nine points, right? Uh, why don't I quit bullshit? It's either nine or 10. I can never remember. Scoring and contest, 10. So second place gets 10 points, right? So the difference between 10th place and or second place and 20th place is legit one birdie. Remember that when you're trying to stack all those guys in the top 10, praying that you get those points and realizing that it's really just about birdies. You need those Webb Simpsons who go make 58 birdies in a round, okay? That is so much more valuable than a guy who goes two pars, or excuse me, two birdies, uh, uh, one bogey, and 15 pars, okay? That don't get you shit. I don't even care if he gets second place it's not a good round and it ain't going to be in a winning gpp lineup so keep that in mind when you're making your lineups from there if you want to get into some specific plays you should always go look at approach it is the stat that is most correlated joel Dahman, 3.77 on approach lost almost five strokes putting if you're a ball striking truther you better be playing some joel Dahman tomorrow that is insanity 
Uh, Patton Kazire, but once again, Patton Kazire is coming off a great round, so that can fuck off. Jason Duffner, I actually played Jason Duffner today, and his approach was good, but, you know, he's Jason Duffner, so he remembered he sucks at everything else. Cody Gribble, amazingly enough, got off to a slow start, and I was just laughing, and uh, I'm not going to lie, the dude kind of finished strong. Like, he threw some freaking darts there at the end of the round. He had a whole lot of don't give a shit at the end of the round. It's pretty impressive. Gary Kigo, that was my favorite play today. He did, uh, you know, he putted, and, he, and his approach was strong. Uh, if he figures out his off the tee tomorrow, Gary Kigo's always one of those guys that can just go nuclear. I'm telling you, him more than any player out there just goes nuclear. Uh, Matt Wallace, very good. Am I going to be playing Matt Wallace tomorrow? No, I'm not. That's called week-long hedging. Sam Burns, great ball striking round. I really was watching his round all day. That guy should have had such a better score than he did. From there, the next thing I want to go look at, anybody kill themselves off the tee today? Hank Lebiota was actually pretty good on approach, just terrible off the tee. Justin Thomas, horrific off the tee, uh, you know, decent on approach. Anybody else? Look at Joseph Bramlett, good at everything except off the tee. Uh, anybody else? Wyndham Clark, good at everything except off the tee. Garrick Ego, good at the two things that matter. We've already talked about him. So those are some guys. Anybody kill themselves around the green? This is another good one. Uh, Ludwig Eberg. Uh, you know, whatever. That's really bad. 2.42 on, on around the green. That's like my level of chipping, bruh. Uh, okay. JT Poston is one that sticks out. G gained in every single category today. Spun his wheels. Lost two full strokes around the green. So really, he should have shot a 200 today if he just wasn't an asshole around the green. Uh, anybody else? Kramer Hickok. Just, I'm just, I'm astounded he shot a six over today. I was astounded. Ryan Garrard, ball star. I mean, I played that motherfucker too. And I was like, this guy got off to a hot start. And then he said, hey, why don't I just have the worst short game you've ever seen? The guy had a dream and he reached it. The man had a dream and he reached it. Are you chasing your dreams like Ryan Garrard? Gerard? Gerard? What the? Whatever. I don't even know his name. That's, that's how much of a sack of shit he is. Uh, wow. Andrew Novak. Wow. Really good round, except around the greens. Okay, we call that the posting. The posting is what we're going to start calling that. Justin Suh, good ball striking round. Ass clown on and around the greens. I, I, you know, if you're if you're a ball striking truther, you want to be looking at these guys that gave it away around the greens because if they go hit 16, 17 greens in regulation tomorrow, they're not going to be scrambling a whole bunch and they're just going to have tons of birdie putts and this around the green number won't really make a shit of difference, okay? So, in conclusion, you're going to want to play some guys up at the top. All these guys that are T10 or higher, you're going to want to have some of them in your pool. You're going to probably want a rule that says at least one, I would say probably at least two of these guys in your lineup. I personally would not do more than three, but for you, if you're a little bit of a conservative bitch, you could probably go four. But if you're putting five or six guys that start in the top ten of your lineup, I'm telling you, you're just missing too much upside from those guys that go out early and break the slate. Okay, your lineup will be dead before before your guys even see the the, the course, which is you know. And the worst part is you're, you're so dim you don't even know that. But it is. It's already over. Uh, and then the next thing I would do is I would not be afraid to go play some guys going out early. I would probably set a rule that anybody that's plus two or worse, I would only allow one of them in my lineup. I don't think you want to have two mega punts you know you want to go play the fucking loser himself Patrick Rogers that's fine but I don't think I would want Rogers and Lebiota in the lineup I would probably limit it to one uh, for the guys that are more than plus one so plus two or worse and then from there I think you always want to look at approach you want to see guys who are good bounce back candidates and you want to stay away from guys who killed it today it's the same process I always do okay everybody thinks oh winning at showdown it's so luck no it's not I do the same process every week every time and uh, I, I win a lot more than I lose bro you want those top four players in those prize picks well real quick let me tell you about my website, dgen75.com. It is the fastest growing community. I triple freaking dare you to go look at the leaderboards and not see that little flag flying, the showdown hoedown symbol. We are the best community out there. No toxic fucks. It's fun. We learn how to play. No picks. Uh, a bunch of people cheering for each other. Oh, yeah. And we have the best tool in all of DFS called the Rosetta Stone. Have it for both showdown and week long. Everything you need to know from approach to 
uh, uh, course history, or to round four history, to all those things. Everything you need to make good decisions, tea times, cash plays, pivots, sleepers, everything you need to know will be on there and then helps you make your good player pool. Then you go make good lineups. Hey, don't forget, give me a like and a sub if you would. Tell a friend because you know YouTube ain't going to share my shit. I'm just an independent dude with an editor just trying to just trying to make my way in the world, Bob. So help me out. Drop a like and a sub. I appreciate you. And of course, one last time, don't forget to go check out my pod. Episode two will be dropping when I get back from Austin. Here's those round four scores. Some guys that are surprisingly really good round four scores that are fairly priced. Cameron Percy? What the? What? Where am I at right now? Uh, Carl Yoon? Garrick Higo mm-hmm. and Maverick McNeely. You don't say. All right, if you're doing prize picks tomorrow, I think that they're going to tuck those flags. I think we're seeing that this course is not easy. And the one thing I can tell you is even when the scores don't get out of control, the birdies definitely do get out of control because no one ever birdies on this course, right? So if they put four or four and a half birdies on there, I think you smash. I think you smash the under because even guys who are playing well aren't making very many birdies on this course. They can tuck those flags uh, in in corners that are impossible to get to because the greens are so firm. Then you factor in that we're going to have sustained 13 mile an hour winds with 20 20 to 25 mile an hour gusts. They are not going to be getting after this course tomorrow. So I would highly encourage you to be looking at the under on birdies, okay? Because there's just not a lot of birdie holes on this course. Yes, I know there's four par fives, but really, like three of them play like fucking par sixes. Let's just be real, Bob. So that's where I'm at. That's what I will be doing. I, uh, 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 If you're going to play guys who are over on the birdies, maybe get somebody that goes out early, but then you always got to wonder if they get off to a slow start, are they going to do the James Hahn and just fucking give up? It is a possibility. Hey, guys, I will see you Tuesday for the live stream. Be there. I'm telling you, the Dell match play is so fun. Building Ford is so fun. I'm working with the solver to have all the rules that you need in there to make sure that your lineups, after you go make your player pool, we will make sure that it's only building you optimal lineups. And don't say, well, everybody does that. Trust me. I've seen the competition. They don't. They think they do, but they don't. So we will be doing that. You are going to want to be a part of it. I'll see you Tuesday at 7 o'clock, Lord's time zone. Let's kick some ass tomorrow. Send me any screenshots if you do. It's been real, you motherfathers. Enjoy this outro.